Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for a Easter Sunday Passover weekend mini chocolate egg poison rana. That doesn't sound good whenever there's food and poison in the same sentence. But hello. Welcome to Poison Rana. Hello. Uh, And we're live. We are live. And more importantly, you know, forget Easter, forget Passover. It's our fifth anniversary. Wow, this is true. Five whole years of doing this stuff. Five whole years. It all started with... uh, A whisper? Well, well, technically, I think Up Next is five years old. We are collectively friends now for maybe six or seven years. About six years, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, us doing podcasts together, definitely. Poison Rana, the name change is technically like the end of last year. But yeah, we've been podcasting for five years. Up Next is something that uh, was something I launched uh, where uh, it didn't work out with the original co-host, uh, All the Love to Bartender Dave, but I found a new bartender, Davey Portman. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hit it off and uh, we were living downtown Toronto and we decided, hey, like uh, I kind of I signed on with John and Way to do NXT reviews. And I mean, you know your stuff. Me and you get on some laughs when we'd have our nights out and uh, you, you were going to the NXT that I was going to do the show. What, what show is that? New Orleans takeover New Orleans. Yeah. Wow. 2018, April 8th. Oh, okay. 18. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then, yeah, my co-host decided uh, day of basically I'm out. I don't want to do this after the first week. So I said, Davey, look, you're there. Don't know if you could find maybe, 30 minutes or so to jump on and, and do a show. And you were like, yo, I'm staying at a hostel in NOLA, but yeah, I could probably some, somehow connect. And I was like, if you could do that, that'd be, that's a, that sounds like a pretty interesting podcast. So it was in my it. hostel dorm whilst other people were like just sleeping or on their Walking phone by. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was people I knew we had like a private dorm, right. but yeah, like okay. I'm in my bed on my phone recording this show. So uh, then I was like, okay, I knew, I knew asking you would be a good deal, a, a good idea, because like, like I said, we already were kind of chum, chummy at the time. And I thought that you were pretty funny and our, we bounced off each other pretty well. So what I did was I sent it to John away. I said, can I hire this guy? Can this guy be my guy? This is my new guy. And they're like, we listened. He, absolutely. So the rest is history. The rest look is at us history. Now. Look at us now. It's like- I mean, we're roommates, even though we're I'm technically not at home right now. But um, we, we've been uh, roommates for the past few years. For those patrons you may not know or may have heard that we won our battle that we're staying on another year mm-hmm. at, the, at the condo, at the BDE Towers, which is just going to be fantastic. It's going to be a... Uh, what, what kind of summer is it going to be? A, a hot boy summer's already happened. There's hot, sad boy summer, hot girl summer. I- What's... I'm more. I, I don't know what to call it, but I'm more excited about this summer than any summer. I think. I yeah. can think for a long, long time. Uh, last year was the first summer everything had pretty much fully opened up in the city. But um, off the back of COVID, I kind of was in work mode. I was like, I haven't worked properly for the last two years. I need to knuckle down. I worked pretty much every day. Uh, this time, I, I want to find a bit of balance. Like it's it's meant to go. It's only about five degrees today, but in like the next three days, it's going to shoot up to like 21, 23 degrees in the city. So it's, I'm, it feels like it's starting this week. Maybe this is one of those weeks that's just like a little teaser of summer, but 
yeah, I, I'm excited to do some stuff. You know, go to the island, um, go to yeah, some. Got to do that. Go to some concerts. Some we should go to the Blue Jays. I haven't been to the Blue Jays since we've moved here. Which we got. Have you seen the the renovations? The new twenty dollars tickets for the like upper area, mm. and it's all just like chill out areas. It yeah. looks so cool. We definitely have to go. It's I am. I am pissed though because they've moved Bo. Bo Bichette's, Bo Bichette, yeah. Bo Bichette's now Bo the Bichette. other side and it's like we yeah, don't really walk bullshit. that way as much like maybe we've got to walk that way instead yeah for what for what you may not understand so we live right near the water downtown Toronto and we live near the the Rogers Center and another thing we were out we were out for a nice lovely walk smoking a joint after recording a show like last week at like I don't know like 1 a.m in the morning and we, we both looked at each other. We're like, are we are we that stoned that all of a sudden now we notice the Rogers Center, like the giant dome, the sky dome lights up like it's lit. We've never seen And then that, I'm like, no, no, no. We, I, I'm like, no, it doesn't do that. So I quickly looked it up and it was like news was breaking that this was like their soft launch of this trying out them. They can li- now light it up any giant color. So That's it's crazy. very impressive. Yeah. Spe- so like we were like, the okay. tower. It looked like a UFO yeah. had landed. Yeah, we were like, all right, this is a bright it. red <laughs> dome that has like landed in the middle of the city. So I imagine for Jay's games, it'll be uh, blue, obviously, yeah. for like the color. But yeah, uh, they so we would walk that area and we, they always have the, the posters, the big banners of the Jays. And near our apartment was, well, near where we walked all the time was Boba Shett the most handsome blue jay to ever mm. play and they moved his sign to a different area of the sky dome so yeah we'll have to take the long walk we've still uh, got there we've still got vladdy though you know on our side right, yeah. uh you know uh continuing that great guerrero legacy the heritage yeah, yeah the exactly guerrero. yeah i i, I want a Bo Bichette jersey just because i think it's funny that i think he's great but I think it would be cooler with Guerrero so that wrestling fans would just be like, oh, is that an Eddie Guerrero jersey? Mm. And be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The heritage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we should, we're going to jump into some wrestling news and uh, chatter about everything that's going on because uh, we said we, we were staying another year downtown Toronto at our apartment and it is a five minute walk to the Scotiabank Arena, which means in June, we will be opening the forbidden door literally outside our apartment, walking outside right into the venue. And uh, we have some things in the works for sure going forward for June. So definitely follow the the socials going forward, but which is crazy, Davey, because we might go to Forbidden Door here in, in, I want to say my, but it's your country too, man. Our beautiful country of Canada. And maybe we'll see Kenny versus Osprey too. But Davey, the Forbidden Door opens and the Forbidden Door closes. But when a door closes, another Forbidden door opens, and some say it's coming home. Yeah, uh, we're going to get into that in our first uh, item here. But yes, the announcement of AEW Wembley, and I think off the bat, it's come at a good week because we're kind of buzzing. We did our uh, our two night sellout at Gabby's last week, and then suddenly oh, yeah. all these other shows are popping up. There's there's Forbidden Door, there's Wembley. Um, we've got, uh, you know, backlash and, um, double or nothing just around the corner. So we've, we're kind of like, we're like, oh, shall we go into the like events business now? Um, cause yeah, we were really happy with how last weekend went. So we're, we're definitely planning some things over the next few months, um, which we're, we're really excited about and hopefully get to see as many listeners as possible, um, either this side of the pond or the other side, um, but yeah, so super excited about that. And we'll, we'll talk a lot about that in our first thing uh, today. But uh, we have gone a little earlier today doing this show. And um, 
we we both often work nights on Saturday night and uh and I'm going to be getting up early again next Sunday as well so I closed the bar got to bed uh, I threw on an episode of Ted Lasso I was halfway through when I got home to just wind nice. down got to bed sleep around you know 4 4:30 got up today around 9:30 went for a walk I I even though like I could lie in for a couple more hours I find for me a walk and a coffee like shake the cobwebs off a little bit helps me in the morning and we live right by the Rogers Center uh where these uh there are these big steps that go up and as we said we see we see Boba Shet we see uh Vladdy Guerrero Jr and I'm walking up these steps and I go oh I'm gassed this morning and then I look up at the CN Tower and go Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. So great time to great segue to plug in that we've been we've been taking the stairs because <laughs> Wei Ting and John Pollock both had birthdays uh, a little while ago, last month or, or in the past while. And that's when Wei kind of announced his climb the CN Tower challenge that WWF. No, not WWE. WWF. World Wildlife Fund, they do this CN Tower climb and Wei decided to join in with some friends and he now he invited me and you and at first I was really hype and I was like, yeah and then I talked to some friends about it like, you're gonna you're gonna die and then I was like, no, I, I, maybe I won't do it and then you were like, yeah and I was like, alright, let's do it so we both signed up to join next Sunday to climb the CN Tower and it it's all for a charity. And you know, Davey, the real reason I'm doing this is because you know how much I love animals mm. and how much we love animals here. Our logo is a damn frog and we're trying to save the frogs. And if you want to help save the frogs, you should check out. Well, our, there's links all over Wei Ting's Twitter and of course at Poison Rana Pod. But there is a link here that can take you to Get the F In is the name of the team name <laughs> Wei created, which is just fantastic because it's WWF. Our logo is the panda using the chair on the other panda uh, we don't support panda violence but it's just a joke and uh you can you can donate here uh, uh, you know 20 bucks goes a long way or, or so forth so go check out that link and uh, help us um with this fundraiser next weekend as we climb the cn tower so today davy i'm like you i'm i'm like okay i'm i'm at my girlfriend's this week and, and i'm like okay i'm gonna t she lives on the 17th floor mm. so what i did was i went to the very bottom which is like a basement, two basement, and then like a thing. So I'm I climbing. I've climbed today twice up twenty. Okay. And like I'm 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 like oh man I'm dead like I'm so screwed. So I did it yesterday. So once, twice up twenty. Today. So you did forty flights today, right? Yeah, but not. I stopped and then like hours later okay. I did it again. Okay. So that's you know cheap. you've got another hundred and four yeah. flights of stairs <laughs> on top of that. It's so like, one thousand seven hundred and seventy six steps. 144 flights. Apparently, the yeah. the fastest person to ever do it was in seven minutes, but it on average takes around 30. Um, yeah, there's no way I'm doing that in 30. So I, I'm going to take breaks and stuff. It says you can like it's it says like hey, it's not a race. You know, t you can take your time, and people will pass you, and people going fast will like it's like there's lanes and stuff like that. However, that's fine, Davey. But did you read the fine print in the email they sent us? I did. Way, yeah. I wish you shared this with us first before I agreed to this, but maybe you should always remember to look at this fine print in things you agree to do. I'm going to read this to you, Davey. Check in between 7 and 9.30. That's fine. We know we're climbing around 8.30 or 9 or so on the Sunday. Entrance is at so-and-so. 
you have to, you know, raise a minimum of so, such and such, but we're a team. So we're definitely raising a bunch, but then this is what, this is what got me here, Davey. Listen closely. Absolutely. No items are allowed to accompany you on the climb. This includes no mobile phones, cameras, purses, water bottles, water packs, etc. That's what? crazy. Like you're not even what allowed you water. What if I die? I'm going to die in the middle of the scene. They've got to provide town. water, surely. Like there's got to be stop-off points or something. This is like like how they're also you... saying you can't have anything on you. So like you, can, they, I guess they don't want you to like film or take pictures, which which is also a bit odd. But okay, maybe it's like a, a whole safety issue or something. So they're they're letting you 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 can check all your items before the thing. They have this like checking coat check area or whatever. But just so strange for someone like me, I always carry an inhaler. So I'm like, you're not taking that away yeah. from me, or I will literally die in the CN Tower next Sunday. So yeah, uh, I'm just like, wait, what do you mean no water? What did I sign up for here? Am I gonna die? I I am excited though. I I always feel like um I remember there's St Paul's Cathedral in London, the famous cathedral, and that's about only it's around 500 steps, and I've done that climb before, and there is that you know sense of achievement like on in doing that and then getting the crazy view at the end like it almost feels like cheating you know you pay 35 bucks or whatever to get in an elevator and then it's like here's the view so i am excited but this like this is over three times st paul's cathedral you know um i i'm excited though and it'll be it's fun we've got a good crew uh going um i, well, I think s- it's all i think it's uh, it's all four of us post Post yeah. pillars. I mean, John Away said, and then I think it's me and you. And then I think Way. I couldn't be mistaken. I did see someone that is um, for post listeners. He who shall not be named for uh, one of Way's old friends. I, I could be okay. wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could maybe he's just a donor. I, I could be wrong. But is Oscar making the climb? <laughs> yeah, one by one. Oscar would beat me, dude. Way's Way's baby could probably beat me climbing the CN Tower next weekend. But we'll see. I'm 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 putting on the the rocky soundtrack and climbing some steps this week mm. so maybe my legs will just be shot completely by next sunday and it'll just be i'll be like when dicky was in toronto with visiting us it's my legs my knees uh my knees. we are uh we we both like our walks right so we're, we're both yeah. like i think we've got the endurance there because we'll both go on like long long walks but it's the it's the vertical aspect of it um it's it's like you're doing it's a lot of steps and I, I definitely need to take breaks every little now and, and then just because my, my legs, again, they would explode. So that's, it's going to be very interesting way. I feel like he's had the, he's been, stu- he's been training, so he's got the advantage. He'll, he'll fly by us, but I'll be the last one. Like in, it'll, it'll give me a PTSD from like when I was like 10 in uh gym class. Mm. <laughs> I'm always the, the last one. <laughs> yeah. Always the last one crossing the finish line, but. Uh, but remember, the tortoise always beat the hare in the end. It's true. Um, <laughs> or the frog. Uh, That's right. And if you want to support uh, Way and the WWF and all of us on this climb, where can you do that, Brayden? Yes. Uh, like I said, there's a, a WWF website, as I have open here. And uh, you can go to the link support.wwf.ca slash go to slash get the F in. Again, easier to find it. Uh, Way has it pinned on his Twitter. And also I tweeted out, Poison Ron has tweeted out. But it, you can also go to the, the support WWF and then search get the F in as our team name. And you'll see all the members awesome. of us on the team there. So go support even 25 bucks. Hey, Support the animals. We're trying to save. We're trying to save frogs. We're trying to save polar bears, pandas, 
uh, I don't know, fish and and koalas. Yeah. You know, I had a koalas. I had a little chat with listener um, uh, Jesse from the Six the other day, who's very right. like you know uh, trying to save the world from climate change and all. This. Yeah, why isn't he climbing, coward? And he he, he sent he this uh, sent this picture of like a, a mouse talking about climate change, but I said that mouse looks like a koala to me, and he's he basically told me koalas are useless and sh- serve no purpose. I was like, come on, man. Like, wow. e- everything has a purpose. Wow. Jesse's just listening to this eating a bag of Doritos because it's got <laughs> palm oil in it. He secretly goes home and just noms on that. Yeah, he, d- he doesn't want to support us in the climb because he hates animals. Mm. So if you don't support us, you too hate animals. So, you know, what can I say? We're just out here trying to live, live you know, I'm just, we're just good people trying yeah. to save the animals. You know those uh, Coors Banquet? Um, sorry, Coors did this, like, White Claw ripoff last year. And they were always selling them near our house or giving them out. And on the can, it's like every time you buy a can of this seltzer, this alcoholic seltzer, every time you buy a can, you're saving the Great Lakes water. So I was like, I'm doing my part, people. And look (laughs) at me now. I'm saving lakes. I'm saving animals. Uh, We're good. But I would I would save the koalas, even though they have like don't they have like STDs. Yeah, koalas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's probably why Jesse doesn't like them. Well, should we talk about some some wrestling and what's going on? in the world uh of- yeah maybe a, a final few plugs quickly of what's been going on uh we had our obviously our up next show on tuesday talking all about this week's nxt that's on yeah, the which, post wrestling feed yeah this tuesday they're teasing some some pretty big matches including that fatal four-way i think with dragon lee like and so the winner gets an tenders, right yeah yeah so already hyped up with the with the new dragon league character i'm already digging that a lot but yeah go check out we'll be live again tuesday night yeah i think the new blood of like uh you know the injection from nxt uk and uh some like dragon leaves really really helped nxt over the last couple of months um and then i put out a free show on thursday with jordan goodman the sesh talking about yes. episodes one and two of the final season of succession uh, that was a really great chat with Jordan. Kind of haven't really talked to him in a review sense much before. So that that was really fun. Um, so go check that out. That's on this very feed. Moving forward, it's going to be over at the Patreon. Patreon.com. Sorry, Patreon.com slash Poison Rana. So uh, all the other episodes are going to be up there. And I know Braden's trying to catch up. So hopefully he can join us for the finale in about in about two months time. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm feeling, I probably will catch up. I am still on season two, but, uh, and I'm, and I'm loving it. Like I, I love all the acting in it, but I feel like the, the prime, if I could book your, your sesh finale, mm. it should be someone who knows business and someone who just loves the show. So I think, I think having the, the two, uh, WrestleNomics and post wrestling, bosses both with you on a show for a triple threat just sounds pretty awesome i still haven't listened because i'm trying to like trying catch to catch up, up for sure yeah to where you are but yeah uh we also uh we've also got a show coming up next week for super mario brothers on the pages i was supposed to go see the new mario movie last night and i instead just passed out at like really early so i did not go see it but i maybe i'll go try to see it before we record this but yeah almost 30 years ago because i think it's may something that this originally came out but great timing for the new mario brothers movie to come out that we thought we'd go back to 1993 and review the movie that probably stopped a lot of other video game movies from being made at least for a while but look at look at them now flourishing Super Mario Brothers the movie with 
Bob Hoskins, right? Bob Hoskins, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen this movie, Dave? I have, yeah, years ago when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have not watched I, it ever. As I an remember adult. all my, like, the, just the memory I had. Isn't there some giant, like, goo thing? I remember, Pro- probably, like, a gooey monster. Probably. Or I don't know. It, it's been yeah. a while, but yeah, looking forward to this one. And then last week we posted our best match ever, Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Talking all about Ray's career outside of WWE, uh, which we had some really, really fun matches to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I didn't put up the the old WWE Ray, but you know what? I'll put that up on this very free feed this week as well. So there's a double dose of Ray for those who haven't checked that. But we we were nerding out about Ray Mysterio Jr., as the kids say, but we looked at like his triple A stuff, psychosis, Hoovy, ECW, WCW, like Eddie Guerrero, obviously so many great Rey Mysterio matches, but like some really sweet, like deep dives and deep cuts that of some stuff that you, maybe you haven't seen. And we also linked all the matches on that Patreon show. So you can watch them and then check out our review, but we had a blast. Rey Mysterio is just one of the best. We, we, we hung out and just watched all these matches. We, we, what do we, what else do we watch? Ray versus Osprey, Ray Ricochet, yeah, Lucha Underground, ECW, AAA, like yeah, lots of stuff, lots of good stuff there. So, so if you're a big fan of anything from Ray Mysterio, this is a definite show for you to mark out as we do. We also discuss the deep dark web story. Did Ray Mysterio and Jennifer Aniston ever hook up? The only way to find out is listening to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you get the real answer. <laughs> the real answers from the kids. Uh, so that's what we got going on on the Patreon. Uh, Mario coming out. We did the WrestleMania reviews and then that Rey Mysterio. It's only five bucks to become a friend over on our Patreon. It gives you access to everything we've done on that Patreon. So, hey, you want to support us? Go support us at patreon.com slash poison Rana because uh, I'm trying to get a flight to... Uh, to the UK and um, you know our Patreon's not doing too well lately guys so you need to step it up (laughs) if you want us to continue creating good content (laughs) well let's start with the show that we are going to get Brayden to it's AEW hello Wembley they're going all in it all in it all in it uh yeah this is that gonna be the name of our our event i I, maybe maybe yes unless someone beats us to it yeah doing all in it i i love that name um yeah uh kind of there were the rumors of we've been wondering when this is gonna happen uh they announced a london show back in i think november it's been a while and we've been going well when's this announcement when's this announcement they since announced forbidden door in toronto and then finally uh Tony Khan, in a very Tony Khan way, first gets the newly signed Nigel McGuinness to start this announcement. And then it's, and here's my best friend, Adam Cole, who's going to do the talking for me. And Adam What's Cole just... Adam Cole? It's, this is like the third or fourth time now. It's so funny. And Adam Cole's a great promo, but whenever he's doing these like announcements, he like stares in the camera and it's like, it's going to be really exciting. And it, it's almost like, you know, Tony Khan's got a gun in his back. Like, say it, say it, announce the show. But um, Adam Cole announces Wembley Stadium. And I turn to you and go, he's fucked up. He means arena. He means arena. Because a lot of people make the mistake. You've got Wembley Arena, which is also pretty famous. A lot of, like, big, big concerts there. Uh, kind of more on, like, the, the Scotiabank level. Um, 
And then you've got a huge 90,000 seat stadium just next door. And I'm going, he, he needs arena. He's fucked up. And then they show the graphic. No, it's Wembley Stadium. All in. They are really going all in with this one. Uh, London, August 27th. Uh, this, this was huge news and got me very, very excited. Yeah, this is crazy. Gr- crazy for AEW to... I mean, you're thinking, what, 90,000? What's the what's the talk of the town of how many so actual seats and I, tickets? And- I would imagine uh, they'll probably scale it for, you know, yeah. maybe 70. But I, I think I think if they can get 40,000 in there, I think that's an achievement. Um, I don't know. Like, it's... The good thing with London is, like, Heathrow is one of the main airports in the world. So... This isn't just, you know, your London fans going. This isn't just your your England or rest of UK fans going. It is easy if you are like in, you know, the Netherlands, Germany, France, Spain, like Belgium, like all of these places around the UK. It's so easy to get a flight into. Obviously, it's it's summer. So prices are more expensive than usual. Uh, Hotels will be booking up quick. But I think this is going to be a real like destination event. I know uh the the few americans who have passports are trying to come as well like like new york to london is a is a flight done multiple times a day that's really pretty easy enough like six hour flight um and being AEW's first stadium show i i can see there being interest from across the pond as well because it's essentially they're doing a kind of wrestlemania so People who've been following AEW from day one, who have probably gone to All In, uh, the original one, I can see them wanting to go. Oh man, I got to go to this first stadium show. Um, so yeah, this is huge, huge news. Absolutely, this is crazy for AEW. Like you said, it this feels like this would be their WrestleMania. I mean, you fast, you rewind maybe about a year or so ago, a little less than like last summer, we were me and you were just banging the drum of like yo tony khan get all in at the rogers center in toronto Mm. like get a stadium for all in don't do it at this crappy little venue not in chicago like outside of chicago no offense but we me and you were there for all in we had a blast and it was cool and it would be crazy to go to the other like the next one and the next one should be a wrestlemania and i think he realized that and when this Canada tour got announced. The UK people were like, yo, what the hell, man? I thought we were getting something. Well, he was holding out for this huge, big announcement. And I think it's like well-deserved. And I think because of the like, you know, wrestling fans in the UK, there's a lot of them and WWE only goes so many times. And of course they did clash at the castle, but it wasn't Wembley. Right. So it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty big. It's pretty huge. And I know, we're we're trying to make some plans and hopefully go there and it's like yeah this is like i think a lot of other people are in the same thing like well gives me an excuse to to go over there but like ninety thousand is a lot but it seemed like the day after this announcement like twenty five thousand people signed up for pre and that was just like a day or two after like probably a week gone by already it will like double so I, I'm so happy for for them. Like we were just saying, like WrestleMania was awesome, but AEW needs that like spectacle, right? They need that like giant one thing, and they're just not there yet. Well, they're gonna have the footage after this event because this this is this is huge, and I'm 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 hyped for 
the the company, for the wrestlers, and for just all of us, the fans, and and uh, anyone who can go, like, yeah, go for it, and let's have some fun. I I love the title. I love that they've gone back for All In, because yeah. the idea of All In originally was, you can't sell out a 10,000-seat arena. All right, well, we're going to go All In and do it, and they did. Yeah. So I think it's that, it's that similar... Uh, calling it this, it's like that mission statement. All right, let's yeah. see if we can achieve this. The the other good, like, there's a couple of good things about this as well. I think it's not going to be as difficult to get tickets as, you know, Forbidden Door or other kind of events because it is so many seats. Um, so I, ca- I can imagine the ticketing process being a bit easier. Obviously, if you're going for those super premium tickets, it might be difficult. Uh, I would also imagine the pricing uh, although it's going to be in pounds, which hurts with the Canadian dollar. Um, I imagine the pricing is going to be more reasonable because they're going to want to get as many people in here as possible. And I think I think WWE quite often sells itself. You know, WWE is coming to town. People know what it is. Uh, when people go, oh, what do you do? Oh, I talk about wrestling. Oh, like WWE. That's the That's the go-to. You know, that's the... The yeah. Kleenex, you know, it's the brand. That's what it is. So I, I can, Uber. I can see them trying to make uh, ticket prices reasonable, so you know, families can go and maybe parents take their kids who don't necessarily watch AEW, but they do watch WWE. So I can imagine a lot of push for like your, you know, your Chris Jerichos and that kind of thing, doing the media rounds. I, they're gonna have to go super heavy with the promotion in the uk like get on all the news outlets not just like a page in a newspaper but like yeah. you know have these people on breakfast telly advertising this um really push your homegrown stars like your your Sarayas, your jamie hayden your packs your your kip sabians yeah let's talk about that let's pause there where what stars do they have really like their biggest uk star is not signed to AEW, it's Will Osprey. Mm. So, really, do you do you go that avenue of Osprey Kenny two or three kind of thing? Like at that point, because again, this is like you know in August. There's months and months away from from this. Selfishly, being in Toronto, Canada, I'd like to see Kenny Osprey two as the main event there, being held on Canadian soil, and maybe Will gets the win, and then you do the third one in the UK. To kind of they've done it in Japan, Canada, and now the UK, and it kind of fits that whole storyline that rivalry a little perfect but uh pack is an amazing wrestler one of the best wrestlers mm. alive today but is he main event level of a big star power is page sorry soraya that level i don't think so i i think uk fans like they want to get behind their home hometown people but i don't think it's necessarily the draw for them i don't think uh pack being in the main event is necessarily going to be as much of a draw for UK people. You can put him in a match and obviously he's going to get a huge reaction. Um, But at the end of the day, I think they want the biggest matches possible. So if you can, as much as I'd love Osprey Omega, really, if you can book it, CM Punk Omega is the match you book for this stadium, in my opinion. Yeah, that would be like the big match. And I mean, like, I don't you know, think you can do much bigger than that. No, I mean, like CM Punk, you know, possibly will be back in AEW. Maybe, maybe if that's if that's a pipe dream, possibly pipe bomb dream. But really, like if he's a part of that 
they're gonna sell they're gonna fill this you uk lads love cm punk <laughs> so i like he, he he's a draw for aw and again we, we we talked about lately of when aw finally has all the like gears in motion not one piece missing not you know a little paint chipped here like when all things are going like they will be a pretty big force and as much as a uh, wwe and endeavor is the talk of the town on like every news outlet lately aw like is is pumping and still you know selling a lot of tickets and doing huge gates and selling out everywhere they go so this is just crazy uh, what other like matches i know you put a tweet out at poison rana pod just a few days ago and we got some some other matches that people kind of people are saying you could do kenny versus punk obviously with the like kind of feud i don't know if that's necessarily the one a few people actually uh replied that to us uh someone asked what about goldberg versus sting you could do it book it I mean, tony sting's talking about a retirement match like that would be a big draw for this show as well like sting's Whoa. retirement match like maybe sting derby he loved the UK, actually. Sting always talked good about how the crowd treated him with such respect when he was in the TNA days because they'd go over there and they'd yeah. look like superstars, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, Chris Elliott says Peter Avalon versus Serpentico. I don't think any of those are from the UK, but uh, yeah. People are saying Nigel McGuinness coming out of retirement, obviously. Uh, that I don't know if that's going to happen. I think he's pretty I, keen on commentary. I mean, they had their uh, Danielson McGuinness obviously had their five star match in Liverpool in the UK. So, right. But I think, do you hold off Zack Sabre Jr. Danielson from Forbidden Door and put it in Wembley? Yeah, that's pretty I huge think that as well. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into some talk a bit later about Mercedes Monet, but. I find it very interesting the way things have gone in the last couple of weeks with, um, you know, Mercedes, there was kind of that report out about a month ago that maybe after these three matches in uh, New Japan, she's kind of done with that. It seemed like maybe her excursion might be over and she might be going back. Obviously, things have changed in WWE with the sale and Vince back. And then you see that tweet from Bailey the other day, who's her best friend. And now Mercedes is talking about, you know, wanting to uh main event in the tokyo dome like that's one of her bucket list it seems like maybe she's not going back to wwe anytime soon and i think an offer of you know mercedes monet versus jamie hater in a stadium is probably the biggest women's match you can do in my opinion you're saying bailey will be wrestling in eight for AEW no, in I'm, that stadium I'm saying mercedes mercedes and jamie I mean Bailey, there's time. Right. If oh, you, you're you're totally right. We skipped over Jamie Hader. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Hader is huge. Yeah. That would be the match. Absolutely. That is huge money. Money. Sorry. Money. money. I will say I watched. I just watched earlier today the Triple Threat with Mercedes um, Azumi. Sorry. Oh man. I'm, like Azumi, they kept saying. Yeah. yeah. There's the two names kind of sounded similar with AZM and they like mm. say it a different way and stuff. But that Triple Threat was awesome and would definitely recommend anyone checking it out but like spoilers she retains the titles mm. she retains the titles so she's clearly sticking around and they have other uh, matches announced further the down Mayu the line match, so, right coming up yeah. yeah so so far i think everyone i think the hot thing in wrestling right now is teasing the the fans online about contracts and am i staying here mm. here am i gonna go over here that's the like been the hot thing lately and 
I'm so over it. I don't care. I just want to see you wrestle. And so when Mercedes does that, so far she's impressed because I think her showing up at the Tokyo Dome the first time was a little messy. But her versus Jamie in that arena, sorry, not arena, in that stadium in, in London, that is big money if you ask me so that there you go like you're filling that card up with if we we're we're, we're fantasy booking yeah but kenny osprey zach saber jr danielson and jamie and mercedes like those are three big matches i would say as well that um grizzled young vets are looking smarter than they did a week ago <laughs> like yeah i mean i'm not saying that they're necessarily a draw but i can totally see tony be. wanting to get some like as much British talent on this as possible and having a GYV and maybe a like triple threat tag or something like that is definitely something that's potential. And also with the last all in, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean just AEW talent. Obviously all in had people from all over. So do you get your likes of Okada? Do you get your Tanahashi's? Do you get you're getting Osprey? Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're definitely. Osprey, I, I don't think there's any, question yeah. but i can imagine more new japan talent as well uh ibushi is someone definitely uh wrestling because by that time he could be AEW talent you know that that it could be something that's happening but yeah i i suspect we see a bit of everything i mean like three years ago this was something that fans would be like oh like if AEW teamed up with new japan they could fill like a stadium or you know if they teamed up with impact and all these other feds got together and did this like super mega show and I was always kind of like, I don't know, like if AEW keeps going the way they're going, of course, doing stuff with certain stars will help them. But look at look at them now, like going this big is is huge for them. So I'm super excited. And even for anyone who's not going like this show should should hit so damn hard that you go. All right. This this is the if 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 WWE still will forever be a like AEW will be that be that that competition and some some great wrestling. But yeah, let us know dream matches. What else you would book? Again, we're fantasy booking here, but like FTR, Aussie Open, just at I was going to say, Pod. like your uh, your Australians are kind of honorary Brits as well. Like exactly. Aussie Open and Tony Storm were just on the UK scene for so long that they're going to yeah. be treated like a big deal there. Um, the other cool thing is what I've been banging on about for years of why Wembley is a great location for like a WrestleMania or whatever is you've got so many... It's well connected. You've got multiple, as long as the, the tubes are running, you've got multiple tube lines running there. The Met line, the uh, the uh, Central line, the Jubilee line, uh, you've got Overground. So it's, it's really easy to get into. And also you've got all these other venues as well. So would a Ring of Honor try and do Wembley Arena or something like that? Obviously, it would make total sense for you know, your uh, Rev Pros to be running York Hall, your Progress is to be running Ballroom around that week, that weekend. Um, I think you you should see a lot of these other promotions doing stuff as well and yeah. piggybacking off because it's such a huge opportunity and it is easy to get around with as long as transport's running. It's, it's pretty easy. And I mean, I know I, I've already been talking to the grapple lads and i'm sure there's going to be some uh opportunities yes. to hang out and some some things we have planned potentially yeah again if you're planning or you're on the fence of planning either a forbidden door weekend in the sixth or a weekend with the lads 
out in the across the pond. Definitely uh, stay tuned in the next coming weeks, months, because we will be we will be we're plotting something. We're scheming. Yeah, we're scheming. All right, we stay scheming, and uh, we're we're planning some big things and some fun things for listeners and fans, and just yeah. So I'm excited, and especially with the. The grapple lads. I asked Benno to take me to a nice carvery. I was just going to uh, say, like, you're finally going to get your carvery. You're going to get my fucking carvery on, baby. I, I'm going to get some fish and chips. What else should I do? What else should someone do? I guess I need to you, take you so. to a Weatherspoons. Uh, I mean, Weatherspoons? Okay. I mean, my dad, where my dad lives, he lives kind of by the Thames and there's all these old pubs. So he'd probably take okay. us to that, some breweries. There's one pub that's like over a thousand years old. Um, wow. Yeah, I'll show you around. I'll show you around. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Abbey Road. All Just right. Pose there. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll, I'll cross Abbey Road by doing a DX chop. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, what's funny is you can you can pretty much see the the arch of Wembley from where I live, and wow. where I'm sat right now in Toronto, I can see the Scotia Bank. So it's like good booking, Tony. I, I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. Great booking. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, we're, we're excited for. It's made the next few months so exciting. We've got all these plans, all these things we want to try and do and achieve. And uh, yeah, I think this is something that UK fans have wanted for a while. And as I said, not just UK, Europe, I think it's it's going to feel pretty special. And I, I think they, they're going to have to go all out for all in. They really will. Uh, so is Shawn Michaels announcing they're doing a, a stadium show the same day, like across the street in the UK or w- what's happening with that? Right? Yeah. NXT Wembley two at, uh, yeah. at the arena. Yeah. Fuck off, Sean. Yeah. Come I'm on. Not watching that battleground live. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. I'm still mad about that. Sean. I'm mad at that. Cause also yeah. I, I have been enjoying NXT recently as well. It's like, I want to watch both live, you yeah. know, like it's, it's just your, we were it's it's the fans who like suffer at the end of this you know like it's yeah and i'm sure there's gonna be some who are like oh well i have the network so i'll peacock i'll watch nxt and then try and watch wrestling later but but i think a lot of people who are aw fans will probably still buy pay the pay buy the pay-per-view over watching the network because again the network's just sitting there i can watch that as soon as it's finished yeah i think i think that's why they did it like I-, I know they're like oh we didn't know we just booked it was a great weekend i'm like ah i think you knew that you could hurt their buys because people will go well i already have peacock i already have this so why would i pay more for it now but us who does we do an nxt show for five years i might add we're not choosing NXT because we think that's a snake move. So uh, <laughs> we still will be doing a show. We're doing a show the next day. Yeah. Next day. We we were joking that we want we want to do a bar event at your your Gabby's bar and the 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 patio with the 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 fire pits mm. and stuff. We were thinking that be the NXT area and then the inside, but people would probably not want to watch the NXT at yeah. the bar. To be honest, so uh, yeah, we're we're thinking of things. Hey, you know what? Another thing this summer is SummerSlam, man um yeah which you know we, we could we could sneak into detroit for like one or two nights and and have fun at SummerSlam. and um the way things are going there could be some big matches on that as well but um but vince is back so <laughs> well that's a good segue vince back at raw uh no chance yeah so we've had this whole sale go through uh vince saying that he's not going to be in the weeds uh but he will kind of have a say and oversee creative um, and then Vince is in Gorilla at Raw, and scripts have been ripped up and changed, and matches dropped, and 
uh low morale in the locker room apparently uh yeah uh what do you make of this we we watched raw we did talk a bit about it on tuesday um it's so funny we got a few messages from some listeners i forget who it was i'm sorry but we we were really positive we did one of these shows on monday talking about wrestlemania weekend and how like we thought it was amazing which a lot of people thought and then we did a show tuesday where we gave thoughts on raw <laughs> and people were messaging us like guys that was hilarious in in less than 24 hours your mood changed on wwe like that and you know after watching raw i was like this this sucked watching it i was like this sucks what's going on wrestlemania was pretty hot i didn't really get into it i was really excited at the top when brock came out with cody but to do all that with the tease of that stuff is just not stuff i like so instantly like down on it and won't watch raw uh, i i learned my lesson again there's a it's a vicious cycle of uh like okay i'll give them a chance then they let me down and then i go back to it it's it's like it's like the ex you can't like ever let go yeah. or something like that i guess i don't know what it is it's like it's like a vice for us but for me like i i definitely learned my lesson monday night raw is the best wrestling show to watch when you watch it on twitter the next day so uh, and They're that's a shame because I think Raw After Mania has a way, well, for a while it was a show that you did want to tune in to see and watch live and not be spoiled about potential surprises and new angles being cut, new directions. And it's very easy to go anything that is good that happens in WWE is Triple H and then anything that sucks is Vince. Of but course. just when you hear the reports of, and maybe it was just because, you know, he was in, in LA, he'd done this deal, he was in the area. Uh, but when you hear like, you know, scripts changing and people being cut and all that sort of stuff. Scripts? And it, you, you look at that SummerSlam, that first SummerSlam with, tri- with Triple H and how good that show was. And you look at how good WrestleMania was. You would have thought Triple H would also want to make a statement on the Raw After Mania, which, you know, is one of the big events of the year, the Raw After Mania. So I, I got to think Vince was involved in this. As I, as I said on Tuesday, I don't hate the idea of Cody versus Brock at all. I think it's, it's no. a great distraction for Cody until he kind of gets back to this title picture. I don't mind the direction of that at all, but it's, it was just such a boring show that nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. And then to do the tease, which we like just all thought was coming, but then for them to like stretch it out, I just hate I hate the the thing WWE does. It's such a Vince thing to promote something so over the head that you don't even want to watch it anymore. And then they don't even do it. It's like it's just so backwards sometimes. So yeah, uh learned my lesson for for watching uh Raw. Uh, I also checked out some segments of SmackDown over on Twitter and stuff, but like Vince being back. Is this, I guess we'll find out, is this something every Raw he's going to be at? Is he going to be there tomorrow? We're recording this Sunday. Is he going to be there every week? Are we going to see changes like that continue? Uh, Are we going to see him re-dye his mustache week by week? Time will only tell, Davey, but... So uh, he wasn't at SmackDown, right? And he was was doing things remotely for that. So I'm hoping maybe just because they were still in Los Angeles that that's why he was there and maybe we'll see... You know, it kind of go back to how it has been. Um, I just, you know, like, I wish these talents would fucking grow a pair sometimes. 
You know, maybe some have like maybe people have asked for requests. You mentioned Bailey. I feel like maybe a few people as soon as this there was word, you know, there was apparently a a, a group, a WWE wide talent like meeting. And maybe yeah. that pissed people off that, you know, maybe things haven't come out yet. But I have a feeling like you, you mentioning certain tweets from wrestlers. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if others did ask for a release. I just feel like if there is this low like morale that's being reported and uh, I mean, the question of unions always comes up and I don't think it's ever going to happen, but just being like, like, I mean, look at the business It's been better since everything's been better since triple H has been in charge. Yeah. And I think you'll, you will see a bit of a drop. And I just wish, you know, these people would just come together and be like, Hey, we know you're the boss, but we don't want you here. Do your boss shit. But like, we've been better. The show's been better. The stock's got like everything across the board has been better. Fuck off. You know? He just won't. He just he just won't. He's you know, McMahon is like you always say is like a Roy in succession. He's just never gonna. He's a cock. Like does Vince McMahon just need to die before WWE gets really good? Yeah. It's something people have been saying for years. But like wow. But for now we get great memes of him. the Walt Disney meme of him. As with the mustache, like I want that as my. I'm thinking about putting it as my phone wallpaper because he, he does, in fact, look like Walt Disney, or a creepy. Like I don't know what the look he's going for. Also, is he doing the look all these years later, knowing people will be like just talking about him? Hmm. Also, is something that I think. But uh, do you think as well? I mean, you wonder if Triple H thought this. Like, where's his head? Did he when he took over? Because I think he is, and you look at NXT, he's good at the the long-term stuff. I think that's where a lot of the success of this WrestleMania was, was there were multiple long-term feuds. Whereas we've seen over the last few years, you you know, things being flip-flopped around between Rumble and Elimination Chamber, and then you're putting the card together in the last three weeks. We kind of had the direction for a long time. But do you wonder if he could go back and be like right you've got nine months that's it you've got these nine months to do something are you a bit more bullish with like some of your people you've brought back you know do you yeah. do you just hot shot a gargano roman reigns match that kind of thing because you know you've got that time and change completely the way wwe looks so when a vince comes back you can't just suddenly go because a gargano might have caught fire by then events can't really go okay now you're the you're the geek in the lower mid card i i don't know i i kind of feel he could have like shaken things up more but maybe but maybe he's thinking he was in this for the long haul so it's like yeah i've got my you know my garganos and my my other call ups and they're kind of kind of chill until mania and then i'll start i've introduced them and i can start building them up is maybe what he was doing but in hindsight, I just think you go in and you completely shuffle the whole deck. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I, I think Triple H has proven to us fans who years ago people used to hate Triple H, but you know his NXT like era when it was killing and when he was firing off on all cylinders, like showed me as a fan, and I think a lot of people got back on on Uncle Paul's side there. Like, hey, you, maybe you do know what you're doing, like. The stories about you are are true. You've learned this industry like the back of your hand. And like I always say, he drinks a lot of water. So I think he could be running WWE. And he's 
he's proven that WrestleMania was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm still buzzing of how great mm-hmm. that was. And, and talking to people throughout the week of like casuals who've like, Oh, it's mania. So maybe they checked it out. It's like, it was great. So really the, it's, it's dropping the ball, especially because WWE's all in the news with Endeavor and UFC. So everyone's tuning in and like, maybe that raw wasn't the best, but maybe it was still enough to bring in new people. Like that UFC thing, Fans who go all oh, that fake shit and then go, let me tune in. And then they see Brock. Maybe they start watching next week and, and, and so forth. So maybe there is like method to the madness, but we shall see. But Vince McMahon, like wrestling seems to be flipping on a dime here where it's like, oh, now we're back to hating WWE again. Oh, now, no, now we like it. Vince is back. Oh, no, we hate it again. Okay, never mind. So it's just, it's bizarre, but I just want to see great wrestling. Shout out to all the talent. The pawns, yes, and the 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 pawns and the players in this game. But and shout Stu. out to Tom. Shout out Stu and Stu, the cameraman Stu. Yeah. yeah, shout out Michael Cole, the commentary. Shout out all the people who uh, make it possible. You know. So Triple H did announce on SmackDown that in a few weeks there's going to be a draft, the first draft in quite a while, I believe. Um, yeah. Uh, shuffling the deck if you will uh this is so stupid this is dumb there's no there's no raw in smackdown i don't believe anything he this is uh, this is so dumb like he's telling me oh there's we're gonna shuffle the deck bro what's been the deck tell me what's the deck of each side there's there's not been because you've had people cross over i'll watch smackdown and they'll be like oh raw superstar is like here now it's like oh okay that's just how it works They'll be like, hey, Sammy, even though Sammy's a SmackDown guy, he's got a promo tonight on Raw. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, and I'm talking like last year. I'm talking like two years ago. So I'm talking also like last week and three weeks ago. So it really, I don't see if, if they're going to stick with it, okay. But mm. they haven't. So why is this basically like, hey, we're going to actually, you know, stick to the rules and, and do that. But I don't know. Is Triple H going to be like the Paul Heyman to... You know, when Vince runs Raw, like Triple H runs SmackDown. If so, SmackDown will continue to be the better show. Yeah, I like, I don't mind it. I I don't mind kind of Rumble to Mania just being a bit of a free-for-all. I think it it serves the stories better. And then maybe, and maybe you make that an official thing. Like as soon as the, once you're in that road to WrestleMania, the gates are open. And maybe make that an actual rule rather than just, you know, these wildcard rules that they slowly drop or whatever. Um, I think it it is better having... uh, I think it gives talents more chances when you've got two distinct rosters. And... uh, But then when you're doing... Like, because you've got Roman as the guy, he can float. Because you've got one set of tag team champions, they can float. And therefore, with that all being on the bloodline, they can essentially be on the same two shows as we've seen the last year or so what i'm worried about i hope this doesn't mean we're splitting these titles because i don't think the the world titles ever meant more than it does at the moment no they won't split it uh and i think if they split it that would be a huge mistake and especially if that's a way to like get one of these titles off roman i think that's so cheap and lazy no after they won't this do that time. like they've built up such this equity now that you've you've got to cash it out with someone um, yeah, no, they won't do that. They won't do that with any of the titles. And I, I, well, I think unify the women's as well at this point. Like they've they've had Rhea and Bianca squaring off. You've got they unified it, yeah. tags. You've got unified uh, men's. I think women should be unified, and therefore you can have 
two distinct rosters with your stars who float on both shows. Um, but as you said, like, who cares? What does it mean if someone's drafted to Raw or SmackDown at this point because they've both been on both? Yeah. At least this isn't like two weeks before Survivor Series like they usually do it, which never makes any sense. Um, uh, yeah, but I would imagine this is where you're going to get your NXT call-ups as well. I hope so, yeah. Maybe your Roxanne, your Braun, your Diamond Mind. Uh, Diamond Mind, sorry. Uh, any of those people um trying to think of like some like like wild card nxt ones that maybe cameron grimes man where the hell is cameron grimes bring him up i hope he shows up on smackdown he should be with the good brothers we've been we've been banging this drum for a while like yo just put him with the good brothers they did it once on nxt and the fit was great and i don't know if you've seen pictures but grimes is jacked now so put he's been he's been waiting for this so do it he'll impress i think i think women is where they need to bring up some i think roxanne's Makes sense. She wasn't on TV this week. They got the title off her in a really weird way. Um, Rhea needs babyface opponents. And I think uh, that like classic David V. Goliath story with those two would work. Bianca needs heel opponents desperately. So who on the heel side do you see from NXT? I can't really... I wouldn't say... Tiffany? It, Tiffany's not ready her yet. With the title. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's... I don't know. I don't know yeah, if Mako many. would work in that role or not, but uh, yeah. I think you do need to bring up some women because I think the women's division is... You've kind of got your stars all tied up. You've got Becky with the tag titles and doing that. Uh, Rhea and Bianca with their separate titles So it, and Charlotte's off again. So, And who knows where Bailey is. So it, it's kind of your top stars are there, but they're not mixing. And then everyone else is way below. Like your next level of women yeah. in the roster are way below. So they need to give some juice to some of these women or or bring up some people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, we did talk a bit about Raw on Tuesday, but we can kind of go through it a little bit more. Brock beating the shit out of Cody Rhodes after the bait and switch and setting up a match. Do you assume this is for the Puerto Rico show? Yeah, singles match. Right. Or like, you know, maybe a no DQ or whatever Brock likes to do. It's very similar to when Cena lost to The Rock yeah. and then Brock showed up and attacked him. I, I see similar things like that. I think Cody should beat him or Cody's on a losing streak. And then the rematch, he finally gets his win back. But either way, this is a huge match for Puerto Rico. It does make me think that maybe that's the main event and maybe Roman's not even in a match. But that would be kind of weird. Right. But I just don't know who, who you would throw at Roman so quickly because it is soon. Um, I would have said Bad Bunny, but he's busy. I think. I don't think. I don't think Roman's defending in Puerto Rico. Uh, okay. I, I, imag- the, the I imagine that tag is the main event with Ray and uh, Ray and Bad Bunny. Um, no, I'm thinking. Yeah, also, also that. But I'm thinking maybe it's uh, Roman and the Usos versus. Oh wait, no, Cody's with Brock. Cody's though, so up, yeah, maybe you've got, you've got Riddle in the mix problem. now, so it could be Sammy. Kevin and Riddle against the Usos and mm, right. Roman or because the Usos like you had this week kind of Roman uh, is mad at the Usos for losing, you know, Paul Heyman lied to them and say, Oh, just get in the jet. Roman's Roman's away right now. And then saying, I dealt with it. My tribal chief, maybe you go more the route of Roman and solo against Kevin and Sammy, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're probably only going to get the the title defense at the Saudi Arabia show, which 
like you could do a Seth maybe for that. Um, yeah, I I think I think Brock does beat Cody at in Puerto Rico, and then Cody gets his win back in Saudi, and then I probably see Cody winning Money in the Bank and going, "I want to face you at SummerSlam," is what I imagine. Money in the Bank. Yeah, he, you think he wins it? Yeah, I, I see Cody Roman either at SummerSlam or next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I I feel it kind of makes more sense to peak at a WrestleMania, but this SummerSlam is a stadium show, and I think maybe they want to get over this one thousand day thing. And as you said, who are the opponents for Roman now? You could do a another Jey Uso match down the line. You could do a Seth match again beyond that i i don't see anyone unless you're like really hot shotting a ron breaker or someone like that i don't see anyone left for roman so i kind of feel SummerSlam needs to be the changing of the guard because then you can have all your so many fresh matches with cody as your champ yeah i i, I would like that i mean people are like so upset still that cody just yeah. didn't win like he'll never be as hot it's like i i don't know about that he's He's Cody. So, I mean, eventually he'll turn heel. So it'll be fine. Um, I, I, I'm interested in this show because I, the Brock thing, the Brock match sounds interesting. We've never seen it before. And Cody's just at his, like, finally at his final Pokemon evolution stage. So it'd be great to see him and Cody, him and Brock tied up. But you mentioned as well the other match they teased for Puerto Rico, the, the uh, Bad Bunny. Yeah, spot which I thought Bad Bunny took that table bump on Raw like a champion. I don't know how he didn't hurt himself taking that, but wow, did he eat that table? He got like what pow- choke choke bombed through that thing by Priest, and he was upside down. So uh, I'm into that. I'm totally into Dom and Priest versus Ray and Bad Bunny. This and again, this Bad Bunny for those. I still think there's wrestling fans who are like. Bad Bunny. Look at, go on Spotify and click Bad Bunny and see his streaming numbers. Oh, Compare it to anyone else. He is one of the biggest artists ever. And and Doc, they're going to where he's from. Like, they're going to Puerto Rico. This place is going to be absolutely mental. Yeah. Like, I would love to go to this show just because, like, I love this guy. I wouldn't, I would imagine he, like, you know, does a performance for his entrance or something. Like, the place is going to be bonkers so i i i'm actually really excited uh he's he's really good actually his acting is good the his way he was to like dom just yo his punch was great uh i don't I, I i mentioned it to you i'm not sure if we talked about it but i watched clips of him on james corden's like karaoke carpool yeah. thing and he said like wrestlemania when he wrestled bad bunny said that was the best day of his life like he grew up watching this like yeah i've become a superstar i'm rich i'm famous i'm dating celebrities i'm doing all this stuff but like you don't understand like for them to like teach me how to wrestle to put me in storylines and to have everyone say i did a good job like he's like i can't believe it so he like cares about it and he knows enough like i mean he he went on snl with the 24 7 title all those years ago like the dude cares about wrestling so I'm excited for I'm actually I think this is great booking. Uh so Rey Mysterio teaming with Bad Bunny. WWE has this like little golden goose right here because that is something as a fan I am super first I saw Ray come out with Snoop. Now he's gonna come out with Bad Bunny. Like this is I think this is great. I think this is great for Priest as well. I thought oh yeah. I thought Priest was fantastic on Monday. This this was the best angle on Monday by far. Yeah. yeah. And 
But I love Priest being like, hey, that's what I did to my friend. Like, imagine what I would have done if I didn't like him. Like, he's... Because they're bringing the history of them teaming the history, together. Yeah, they stuff. teamed up together. Yeah, so right. I, I think this could do uh, really good things for, for Priest as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think this Puerto Rico show could be could be really fun. The, I mean, the pay-per-views as a whole, even in the Vince era, have been pretty solid. It's just the TV that I, I hope it comes back. Like, I really do, because we were so we were buzzing this time last week with, with Mania and everything. It's just so funny when they like, hey, because uh, they are in the Staples Center, right? The crypto arena. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, Bad Bunny's here with uh, Pat LaProd sitting a few okay. rows behind him. And they're like, hey, Bad Bunny's here. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm just here as a fan. I was like, oh, yeah, you're not. Mm. <laughs> I love that. So I'm in. They got me hooked. So as that was my only favorite thing. I, the only thing I liked from Raw, seeing that whole angle. So hats off to Bad Bunny. And again, maybe you're not a fan of him or don't know him outside of this. You have to admit he's doing a good job. Oh, yeah. Uh, any other WWE notes you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. Obviously, things... kind of just coming out that he was really, injured, really beaten up, then got stapled mid match. Like poor guy, but I'm happy that he like decided to do it. Um, then you have people like Punk saying, "Oh, I don't want to work injured and stuff." I'm not saying you know it's the same thing. I'm not saying it's a good idea to work injured, but like clearly Finn was like, "No, I'm not." missing this i need to yeah. do this so i i totally understand that as well i couldn't imagine trying to fight through pain like that but good on him i hope he comes back stronger he should still be on tv if he's not wrestling because i know he was also mentioning how he loves the judgment day stuff he's been doing so like keep him on tv even to help promote the bad bunny stuff if that but i know he's probably out for a little bit at, at first but yeah yeah all right well shall we move over to AEW? Yeah, let's chat about some AEW because Dynamite was pretty good. It was MJF Day this week. It was. What a week. Wow. They gave him the the key to the city from the little town near uh, Long Island Mm -hmm. that he's from. And they did a whole thing. And he brought out this guy who was getting booze. So I don't know much about uh, my uh, Long Island politics. But I don't know if MJF figured this guy would get the booze or reaction from the crowd. That maybe like he's not the, the the mayor or so forth that people voted for or something. I think but in general great people segment. just don't like politicians. Yeah, do they? politicians. They suck. Politicians, they're all liars. Isn't that how the song goes? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love that segment with MJF. I love anytime this guy does segments. I mean, the the whole rebar mitzvah thing was a knockout for me. But then coming out here singing and doing this like we all loved when he did the song and dance with Jericho, but uh, who knew that like he had the chops, right? He's got the pipes and here just doing this walkout thing with the shaboom, 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 10 out of 10. This guy is great. I, I don't understand whenever I do hear like, Oh, this guy isn't a, a, you know, he's too young to be world champ. He's not there yet. Or he's cheap heat heel. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think some people just don't get it. Uh, but when I, when it clicks for me, I love it. What I what I loved about this as well is you've started to get comments over the last few weeks uh, on on Twitter and and kind of backstage segments and stuff like that about oh great MJF's going to take up thirty minutes like at the end of the <laughs> ROH show Eddie Kingston's like MJF gets thirty minutes of TV every week you can give me five fucking minutes like you've had a lot of that. And then yeah. the hill in MJF is like, oh, I hear you. 
cool i'm gonna sing i'm gonna sing a few songs for like 20 minutes <laughs> and it's yeah I'm like, sorry eddie yeah, good for you <laughs> and you know like an eddie kingston's there going like what the fuck this wrestling what why is this yeah. happening but it's brilliant it is entertainment and i think it's i love the dynamic he has when he's in long island um bizarre way. I, I can't wait to see him as a baby face one day but keeping up the thing where he'll still insult people but be like he teased it when he did that tease with Mox like being a baby face where he right he called people fat and lazy still in the crowd but he's like but you're my fat and lazy people <laughs> you know it's that kind of thing uh this guy's brilliant um yeah how are you feeling about this like four-way pillars feud yeah, I mean, I guess at this point it's the title match for Double or Nothing because they they did the thing where they look at the sign. It's the sign that they are looking for the match at that pay-per-view. Trying to heat up Darby, trying to heat up Sammy, trying to heat up Jungle Boy. I think it's it'll be an awesome match, a, a match that people will be raving about. But I feel like the story so far maybe isn't the best, but I, I, I think maybe trying to all of a sudden give Sammy the mic after to cut a promo to try to, I, I think maybe that's where they messed up with a bit with jungle boy and a bit with Sammy uh, showing Darby doing the sting spot in the rafters. I think that's all you needed to do to get people hyped about Darby, like coming after MJF. Cause that's what sting did. And it was successful. You just show him there like, yeah. Oh, and the crowd pops and they're like, Oh, he's watching. So Sammy, I think kind of did a disservice where, and the same with jungle boy where, like you had MJF diss Jungle Boy and talking about his girl. And then for Jungle Boy to like be there and attack him, it was just a little too hokey. I think that was the, the end of that segment. And then Sammy like has a great match, but then wins against Commander and then tries to cut a promo, but proving he's not in the same league as MJF when it comes to cutting a heel promo. He, I thought he did a lot better like the previous weeks in that four-way kind of promo, but uh, again, still super hyped for this match, but I think they need to. I think I think they need to get more of the better of MJF here, it's, or stack up wins or something. I don't know what the the, the story. It's should a be. difficult. Like on paper, it's cool. The four pillars are going to have a main event, like great match, match. which yeah. is, and which will be great. I think the difficulties with that is, I don't think anyone thinks MJF is losing this title. Um, which I, we had the same feeling when it was the you know Kenny Pack uh orange match which felt like okay this is a bit of a filler because we know we've got bigger plans down the line right so it's harder when it's multi-man for when you've got someone like mjf who is such a fantastic talker like one of if not the best in the company it exposes the others when they just can't match up and i think i think darby has been the best so far i thought his promo when it was the four of them was fantastic and as you said he's a kind of character you can have just chill if it's one-on-one, MJF and someone else, I think they can level up. We saw that with the Ricky Starks feud, where Ricky was cutting the promos of his life. But you've got Jungle Boy, who I just... No one buys as a viable winner of this, uh, who isn't the strongest promo. I think he's cut good promos in this, but when you're up against MJF, it just exposes you. And same with Sammy, who's still a heel, but is cutting... Cutting pretty much babyface promos and then being like, oh, and you will stink at the end because remember, I'm a heel. It's, yeah. I just think it will be an entertaining match, but I, no one is going into this going, oh, I wonder if Jungle Boy is going to win the championship. And therefore, they need to juice the it TV up, yeah. feels a little cold. 
like Jungle Boy should have a match with Mox in the next week or two and somehow get the win because Mox is acting like heel and busy with Hangman or whoever. And like Jungle Boy should get a win over someone significant that at least gets people being like, oh, they're like, they're trying. I know he had the Christian one, but that was it. And lately he's just letting this guy talk shit. So it's just a little, he needs like a bigger win to establish him. I know they did that with Sammy this week. So I would imagine Jungle Boy is coming up as well and Darby as well. But again, the match is going to be awesome. Mm. But the storyline just kind of, you know, MJF is not losing this one. And there's really no reason to believe any of the other three would be the one to dethrone MJF. So I imagine, you know, if all goes well, fantasy booking here, MJF beats all three of them in the fatal four-way match. And as he's standing tall, we hear some in living color hit because I think that would be a great way for uh, MJF beats all the pillars. And then out comes the, if, 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 if all those four are the pillars, what's CM Punk to the wrecking ball? to aew yeah he comes in and maybe (laughs) they set something up there because maybe that's your all-in match mjf punk mjf punk yeah i don't think it's big enough i think if if you've got punk for that stadium you do punk kenny i don't think there's any other match you do with punk if you've got honestly uh punk can't hang with kenny man uh Looking at like the punk, the older matches, like punks looks older compared to it, it, uh, a lot of the other guys, right? Like, I, I don't know if he can do he's one had of those some pretty good matches. In the I, last... like, I liked the one with MJF, uh, the, the two with MJF, but I, I st- he still looks like a bit, you know, rough around the edges. Where like some of the newer guys, like, I wouldn't want to see punk and I don't, uh, Coda, like, co- like some of the, the faster like guys. I just don't think you're looking can to sell out it. a stadium though. Punk MJF yeah. selling out a stadium. I don't. It doesn't matter how the match will look. I don't think it's you put your your two biggest names in the main event. Like, but I mean, like, if do. you're doing Kenny Kenny Osprey, if that is like the thing, like, would what would Punk be doing on that show? Right? Like, would you do? Punk, well, I don't think you do Kenny Danielson. Osprey, unless unless okay. you unless you have unless if you don't have Punk, that is the match you go to. But I think it's. If you're gonna, you're gonna have to do Kenny Punk at some point, and where else than a ninety thousand seat stadium? Right. I, like, Punk, I mean, Punk I is would... their guy. You know, that is the the top guy in that company. Yeah. Um, when he's there, I I would I'm definitely like interested in the match, but definitely that's not one for me. But you're totally right. That is the two biggest guys need to fight, and why wouldn't you do it at like your first ever stadium show? You're you're completely right. I just think if they are doing this storyline with Kenny and Osprey, that he would be they would be doing that final match there with Will being from there with you know that and Punk possibly fighting for the title against MJF would be another match. I'd probably still put Kenny Osprey as the main event there, but because the other uh, thing you could do is. Uh, if you do Kenny Osprey at Forbidden Door and have Osprey win, yeah. there's always Tokyo Dome next year. You could do the rematch right. as well. Like, don't like I. I want to see that match. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I just think you, you're going to have to put your your biggest commercial matches together. Yeah, to for sell sure. That. For sure. But Punk versus anyone really is is a pretty big match. I, I do know he's probably a big a big deal over there. Not. People there over there not seeing him wrestle for years, so it would be a good thing for him to to come back. People in the chat, shout out Goodfell in the chat, saying uh, Punk and FTR versus the Elite could be the match that you do at that show as well. So yeah, that is something that could work out. Uh, what else happened on Dynamite that you liked or didn't like? Uh, so we had the BCC attack uh, Adam Page with 
Brian Danielson pulling out a screwdriver and just <laughs> mauling Hangman. Uh, ha- uh, Danielson says he loves his family, but he also loves John Moxley, Claudio, and that little prick Wheeler Utah. Um, I don't. I I've seen some people raving about this. I didn't like this. I am not clicking with the BCC as heels. It feels very forced to me, and especially yeah. especially Brian Danielson, who we know has a mean streak in ring, but seeing him do things like pulling out fucking screwdrivers and things, I I found it a little. Uh, they're like they're tr- really trying. They're really trying to get us know these guys are heels, and it didn't work for me at all. It's it's like can you compare it to when when they really tried to make Vince, uh, sorry Austin heel, but it's like well no, you're the biggest stars, and we know you from years of wrestling. Like we're gonna cheer you and be be behind you, but now you're acting like the the bad guy. So I mean Brian Danielson flip flops to a babyface and a heel like. So many times, even here he's in AEW, big and show, isn't he? Yeah, he's the big show of AEW because he just, just no more BS. But um, I, like I like it, but at the same time, I know what you mean. It feels so well. Now they're bad guys because we need to make Kenny and and Hangman the the good guys. The only positive I'm seeing out of this, I, I loved his promo. He's still so good at reading. What is he like? You you all you all people. He didn't say we're fickle. He should have. You all people are. You know, you don't know what love is. <laughs> you don't know this, but I do because I love wrestling. It's like, okay, you're still you're still entertaining me, but I totally see the it's so kind of forced as playing up the heel. But is this leading to possibly BCC, meaning Mox, Danielson, and Cesaro or Claudio versus Kenny, Hangman, and Abushi, since the Bucks have been taken out, because Abushi has been very vocal about how he he likes he likes the states, and maybe we'll be seeing a bit more of him soon in the states, and that he loves AEW and he's got friends in AEW. So, so that would be the match. It's Matt Jackson injured, right? Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I mean, I think maybe you do four and four. I think you you do have Utah in Yuta? There as well. Yeah, because um, I think they like having that. We've seen it with the you know like Pinnacle and Inner Circle. They like having the the like the younger, not rookie, but younger guy being in the mix to kind of try and elevate them. So I do see right. him. But yeah, uh Ibushi taking uh Matt Jackson's place. Yeah. Could be and that could be the thing, you know, the 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 elite are a man down because they've got uh Kenny Hangman and Nick Jackson, and then you have the big reveal of Kodra Ibushi. Um and Kodra Bushi, like, it kind of, Anarchy in the Arena kind of fits with his whole DDT oh, yeah. Exactly. Thing, which... Yeah, Danielson's getting a firework in the face. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, and I think that's why, as silly as I found the screwdriver thing, that's the element they're bringing, isn't it? Because it's, we're going to go to Anarchy in the Arena, so we've got to start yeah. fucking people up with screwdrivers and crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm for it, man. Please, please, Tony, please. I, I feel like Kota Bushi's got to be a lock coming soon to AEW just because they, they are a man down. Uh, if not that, who else? I mean, obviously, Brandon Cutler. Don- Brandon, Cut- <laughs> Brandon Cutler. I mean, Michael you have. Nakazawa. There's so many options. Uh, well, they're wrestling this week. So you're definitely getting a reveal of something uh, because, I mean, Callus has been hanging around with Takeshita. That's so true. That could be that could be the one you bring in as well. 
Um, so what you could do, good. what Kenny, Kenny Hangman, Takeshita and Ibushi. Yeah, please, please book that match. I think the Bucks should sit it out. I think the Bucks should sit out. If they're one of them's hurt right now, rest up, Young Kings. We we need you for the summer, for a lot more bigger shows. So just rest up and bring in Kota Kota Ibushi teaming with Takeshita. Like, yeah, please, and then fighting hopefully one day. But mm-hmm. yeah, wow, uh, that would be pretty crazy. So Anarchy in the Arena hopefully has some anarchy. Uh, there was a main event on Dynamite that happened that took place. And I know because what a great entrance for the gun club, or sorry, the guns, the smoking guns. They they said, TK, we know we're dropping the titles. We know we're transitional champs. But for our last title defense, could we please come out to 50 Cent Many Men? And TK said, sure. So 50 Cent making more money by letting the guns come out to this song. I'm really mad. It's the guns who got to use this song because <laughs> I love I love this song. And it popped me so hard with their like sick entrance with the camera zooming around them and stuff. So bravo to them. You popped me, you silly little ass boys. Yeah, uh the ma- they they did a good job trying to like uh have there there were some good near falls in this. There was some good uh, you know, with the, the DQ spot with cash stopping the ref from calling the DQ on it. Right, um, right. Which doesn't quite make sense because they would have won the match and therefore kept their careers, I think. But they wanted those titles. <laughs> uh, or did, no, I think they said, if we don't win the titles or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the match was good. I I think the guns, I think they're good. I don't think they've been at the level of any of these other previous tag champions. And I kind of felt that this was just too little too late with this tag championship win. It, it should have, yeah. it, this should have been um, FTR taking these titles off of the Bucks. In my I, opinion. I agree. Yeah. It, it was really bizarre that they went with this route. Having the acclaimed lose to the guns was just like, you could have heard a pin drop in that arena. You could hear a pin drop every time the guns come out, really, except for when they played many men. Uh, it was, it was clearly that thing. And the story again with the, Oh, are we, our contracts and stuff like that? It's so, I'm so over that at this point, just go, man. Like, I don't care about, Oh, you know, we could leave tweeting pictures. I love FTR. I love Dax, but tweeting pictures of like a, a WWE contract on your thing. And now we're hearing like, yeah, they signed like months back guys. They've just been joking about, it. it's like, it's just so over that. I know that's wrestling. I know I'm like nitpicking, but like everyone's doing that right now with the, Oh, we, like since Cody, everyone's like, "Oh, are we gonna go to Japan? Are we gonna?" It's like I don't care. Can we just see you wrestle? And FTR is like, if this is the case, have they been like resting up? Have they been healing from injuries, and that's why? But like doing this, playing it out this long, I don't think the crowd cared as much. But the positive is now they have FTR tag champions. That is a huge draw for shows going forward for your dynamites for your big pay per views. FTR is the team so now having them back in like i said all things going for aw this is what we need so ftr should start doing open challenges we should start seeing them face off against every team and forbidden door aussie open ftr one more time to be fair you do get the contract thing in sport as well and i know wrestling tries for to sure. take sport a lot i think your criticism maybe it's a lot of people are doing it at the same time so and many I, people do it and i think this could have worked because and it obviously that feeds into this 
stipulation because then you're going, oh, yeah. well, are they going? So it, it does add a bit more weight to the stipulation, but it has been done a lot in the last few months. I just feel, I think FTR are a little cold right now. Not cold, but warm, you know, whereas... It's because they, like, they, last they took summer, the titles. They did all this. Yeah, they did all this. Last yeah. summer when I was going to all these dynamites and things, they the reactions were huge. Like they were the guys they brought out for the dark segment at the end to like send the guys, send everyone exactly. home happy because, oh my God, it's FTR. Since the little hiatus, I just don't, they're still, don't get me wrong, they're going to kill it in these title defenses. It, they're going to have incredible matches again. I just think they didn't strike the iron when it was hot with these two. Um, and maybe that's that's something we we might see with Cody. You know, like when Cody wins this title, you might go, oh, it was good, but it would have felt bigger at WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of how I felt with this. But I, it is the right direction. Um, They'll get back there. Like, like again, I, I, I love this team so much. They're a big key part of AEW being the tag division and all that. So, like, I see good things now that they're the, the right. Like, let's forget all the gun stuff. Let's move on. Sorry, the guns. You just, it just wasn't working. Uh, Many Men was great. But FTR now. I mean, I, some I wonder if if the Acclaim didn't get as hot as they did. The Acclaim probably wouldn't have been tag champs. No. And therefore, I don't think the guns would have been tag champs. Because I no. think they were. They were in this predicament where, oh man, the acclaimed are so over. We've got, they did they they did well with that. Strike the iron when it was hot with them, but then we do want to get it on FTR, and we don't want FTR beating the acclaimed because that could turn FTR kind of heel. And yeah. yeah, I think that's why. And the guns were like kind of the lucky ones in this situation as being just these transitional champs. Yeah, really, I, I believe that. Uh, they didn't do they didn't have a very memorable title run um some other aw news we had uh what jay white's debut which i almost completely oh, forgot about <laughs> yeah what a what an afterthought right like again just so bizarre uh the whole thing of well is he going to wwe is he not it's like look what that did for you if you just tease i'm coming to aw probably would have had a bigger debut maybe they wouldn't have booked you as jay sorry <laughs> juices lackey now i thought he he was kicked out of the bullet club he was kicked out of japan but like he i kicked know. out of the bullet club and kicked out of japan and this and that and no one cares so sorry jay white i think this was a bad time to show up however i do think he's good is he a like you know game changer here in AEW? i don't think so i think he would have been a bigger fit in wwe he could have been a bad guy that they kind of need to help elevate some people and have good matches. But here he's definitely going to be lost in the shuffle. You could put him in ring of honor. He'll be lost in the shuffle. I just, I think there's too many other things going on right now. I, I feel a bit sorry for him because yeah. I, I do think he's talented. I think he's a Me great, too. I think he's a great talker and uh, he does have matches. I get into, I, I find his style sometimes a little grating because it, it drags. It's gonna. It's, it's not gonna be the same the style here, style. man. It's not gonna be able to have forty-five minute matches on no, Dynamite. But uh, I do think he's good, and I th I think he's a victim of timing because I think if it was maybe like end of last year or something like that, when Triple H was on a hiring spree, he would be a player in WWE. I think he does fit their their mold. I think he can talk, and he'd be a great addition to that roster. But 
with everything with the sale, I don't think we're going to see any hirings anytime soon in WWE. If anything, no. we're going to see releases. So yeah, I think I so. think that kind of fucked him up. And therefore, what are the other options? I've I've left Japan. I can't just go back to Japan. AEW's it. So yeah, he's gone yeah. there. But they've they've messed up his debut twice now. I thought that's his, twice he's got bad debuts. Like, like the first one's just him chilling, and it was like, whoa, it's, it's him, him in the back. And this, and then was, now they messed up the entrance or whatever. Yeah, like, the camera didn't catch him. It's in this yeah. stupid Juice Robinson, uh, Ricky Starks feud, which which Ricky Starks he's someone they've been trying to build up, and then well he's going to lose to Jay. So yeah, I, I mean down the line he could absolutely be a player in AEW, but they've. It it's gone badly both times, and I I do feel a little uh, a little sorry for him because I think it's just it's just timing that hasn't worked for him. Yeah. Um. Again, I think he's talented, but I just right now there's not a lot going on that he and 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 he keeps using the catalyst thing. They tweet out like all in at Wembley. He's like hashtag catalyst. I'm like, bro, I don't even think you're gonna be on that card, man. <laughs> so don't don't don't. Get a new gimmick. The Switchblade, Knife Pervert, go back to that. Let's go back to the Catalyst thing was so stupid. Kenny's Kenny's like, I left New Japan. I started AEW. And, and Jay White's like, yeah, see, I'm the Catalyst. I'm like, that has got to be one of the worst things you could be bragging about that. The bigger star left, so I took his spot and mm. didn't do it as good. Um, there was Battle of the Belts this week that I absolutely did not watch and will never probably watch. But uh, some notes from it being that the Lucha Brothers – won the Ring of Honor tag titles, and then are facing the TNT title holder and QTV, Cutie Marshall, in a, in a tag match, which I just find so bizarre that, like, um, like why do they, the champions... Yeah, Tommy why do they Khan doing does this? this a lot. He did this with, like, you know, like, Darby. Darby wins the TNT title, and then his first feud is a tag feud with Sting against, what was it, Team Taz or whatever it was. Yeah. He does... He does this a lot where you've got these divisions. Like once you win a championship in that division, stick with it. S- same thing happened with with Joe. Joe won the TNT title, or was it Wardlow? And then they're tagging together. And like, no, no, have So stupid. It's it's bizarre. And yeah, they yeah. these battle of the belts are they just look awful. They're such they an look afterthought. So I terrible. don't know why why shout it's out the yeah, shout out Billy Starks though, the 18-year-old uh who's like I think signed to AEW. It's the, you know how they signed Nick Wayne to this like kind of like yeah. kid contract or something. She's got one too and and I know people were, were she could be a big, pretty big deal, but the Battle of the Belts give me no reason to watch. Like I already don't watch Rampage, which <laughs> looking at this card like Cena was telling me, I'm like, "Hey, what happened on Rampage?" and he's like, "Oh, Swerve dropped the moguls and joined the embassy and and like oh man i just like don't care about that show they don't treat they treat it as their velocity as their sunday night heat and i guess that's okay for some people but yeah not uh something i i regularly watch when when at one point like it was something that was being treated uh pretty good but tk definitely dropping the ball on that one uh, i i'd say maybe maybe they want it as that show right like maybe it is their like secondary show but just very missable stuff that that goes on there. What else did we have? We had uh, Jericho and Keith Lee booked for next Adver- week. That's that's next week. Yeah. So I mean, coming up this week, um, we're getting Cutler and Nakazawa versus the Bullet. Sorry, the Blackpool Combat Club. 
Um, there's too many clubs. Bullet I liked club, how club. I liked how Keith Lee is like, "Hey, you're wanting to start a feud with Adam Cole? Well, I feuded with Adam Cole <laughs> one time, and I'm bigger than you, so let's have a match." You're like, yeah, yeah, I saw a meme that was. Uh, it looked like the lead singer of Motley Crue versus Uncle Phil, yes. and I'm super excited for this match come Wednesday. So yeah, um, Any- anything else? Yeah. I don't think Sonata. so. Um, we could talk about some New Japan. Some Sakura Genesis. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to watch any of this. I do know the results, but I know uh, I know you've seen some of this. Yeah, I just watched some of it today. I will recommend that mercedes Monet triple threat match was absolutely crazy. And uh, they don't do triple threats too often in New Japan. Mm. Well, they don't usually do women's matches too yeah. often in New Japan. So it was really cool to see that match. And I'd say probably stole the show. Uh, Aussie Open also, as I mentioned, won the IWGP tag titles, which is great for them. And they are awesome. New Japan does not have tag teams. And right now, timing is everything for these guys. They've definitely proved they uh, can hang in New Japan and beyond that. So definitely happy for those guys. I would imagine we get the FTR rematch at Forbidden Door some way, somehow. Um, And then kind of the biggest news, I guess, coming out of this, um, Okada has dropped the IWGP championship to just one guy, Sonata, uh, which the crowd are really hyped. I'm seeing a lot of positive uh, feedback online and from some of our listeners and some friends, but Sonata looks like he is Dolph Ziggler when he dyed his hair back to being uh, black or when Cody isn't blonde. He just, something about him just looks like just some guy. And, Hey, he beat Okada. They're definitely going to go forward with that. And uh, I can see like promise in Sonata. Definitely his Okada matches in the past a few years ago were uh, pretty good. But for me, I, I'm not saying, hey, Okada is the be all end all. It's just something that's not too exciting, especially if we're talking about maybe, you know, booking champions versus champions for certain shows going forward. I He just looks a little he looks a little creator wrestler right now. Um I've never been a huge fan of him, but I know people are. I, I prefer it to the Ewok look he had going. Uh, that beard needed to go. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean with that. Um, the blonde still. was good, but not the beard. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're going to change the titles, this is the right time of year to do it. And then we'll have the, the G1 coming up. You can have... Uh, I imagine this title changing before Tokyo Dome, obviously, probably uh, towards like in the in the fall. Um, and I, I it's different. We were saying the same with like when Evil won it. Like I didn't like I don't like Evil, but you've got to try with other people sometimes. Right. I am sick of Okada. The most interesting Okada was was with that um, Noah feud. Like he's great but it's been Okada for fucking years now. And it's, it's like when, whenever things are bad, it's like reset Okada. So yeah, I think it's a good idea to try. Um, Sonada's a guy that they've been flirting with this position for years now. Similar with the FTR thing. I feel maybe you, you struck a little too late with it where we just don't buy it anymore. Um, But I think it's a good idea to try and get someone else elevated and up in that mix um and but obviously i i don't see this uh being like until this isn't going to be a long feud this is going to be probably till after the g1 and then gets onto 
someone else and you're setting up your Tokyo Dome match. But it does mean if you want to do champion v champion at Forbidden Door, I know they had defenses last year, didn't they? Like maybe that's maybe that's where you have uh, Sonata drop the title is Forbidden Door, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know if New Japan would possibly want to do something like that, but that could be like big moves for them as well. I mean, we were at the Ring of Honor Supercard MSG show. Obviously, Okada winning the title in MSG was a pretty big moment and we kind of saw it coming. But like the crowd, I watched the match. The match was good and the crowd were really into Sonata. So like, hey, like maybe it is the right time. I just think um, going forward, like some bigger New Japan guys there that they could probably like Shingo they've kind of messed up because they're so hot and cold with him and then they have him lose to Okada and then lose to Okada and then beat some other guys so I don't know what's going on then but the matches in New Japan usually always deliver so if Sonata can keep up then yeah I just don't think they're going to be as protective with this guy as they would a an Okada and therefore like you could potentially have you know a Kenny beat Sonata and then oh. to set up like an Osprey winning the G1, so set up the championship match. Oh, okay. Kenny Kenny defending against Osprey and Osprey getting his crowning moment in the Tokyo Dome. I, there's things like that you could do. I mean, obviously that takes away from Kenny Osprey happening in in Toronto, but I think there's different ways you could do with Sonada being champ right now. Whereas I don't think if you're booking Okada, you're having him lose. Yeah. Fair enough. Again, people are, some people are really behind it and like, it's a different thing than just Okada. So I do see that, but there are, there are, it is a little puzzling because there are a few other guys and big matches that you could probably use right now, but Hey, maybe it'll work for them. And uh, the crowd, again, crowd is hot. So maybe, maybe it is something that's working for them. So uh, yeah, Uh, overall, what I watched from that show, I was cherry picking matches. Those are pretty good, but I would still say that triple threat was my favorite from that show. Sakura Genesis. Yeah, I, I think you would really love it. So, um, yeah, anything else going on in, in the world of wrestling? Any I guess that's other kind of, news. It's kind of calming down now with uh, everyone talking about Endeavor and WWE and Vince is back, as we mentioned, and lots going on. WrestleMania is coming gone, but it doesn't mean we <laughs> won't watch more and more and more pro wrestling. And we always will. We'll be back Tuesday talking about NXT. Maybe we we will have a number one contender for the mellow champion um and then uh we'll be back with a bunch of other shows we're going to do that mario movie from 93 so if you've watched it or maybe you haven't get your feedback in join our facebook page uh sorry facebook group i should um because um unfortunately our audio went a little wonky at the end there but what Braden was saying was follow the poison rana facebook page uh follow all our socials um, go to poisonrana.ca for links to our Patreon, our YouTube, our Instagram, our Twitter, all of that stuff. Um, and thank you for listening. Have a happy Easter. Um, I hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Happy Passover. Happy Sunday. Uh, take care. Be safe. Ahoy! Poison Rana. <laughs>